I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Big fat Indian weddings are not just your friendly neighborhood auntie's favorite haunt; it's also a thriving industry. After the pandemic lull, it seems that the big budget wedding season is making a comeback. According to the Economist, Praveen Khandelwal, who is the General Secretary of the Confederation of All India Traders or CAIT, has estimated that the annual spending on weddings may exceed 130 billion dollars. And if this estimate is close to being correct, this would make the Indian wedding industry the country's fourth largest bigger than even the tech and automobile industry and just in case you are curious about how extravagant indian weddings usually are let me share some data from the big fat indian wedding market survey of 2018 that was conducted by matrimony.com that survey revealed that 20.6% of the total women surveyed were ready to spend 10 to 20 lakh rupees on their wedding while 11.2% of men surveyed were ready to spend the same amount and this expenditure includes matchmaking wedding planners venues food and catering clothing jewelry filmmaking and photography etc and bear in mind that this is just what an average person is looking to splurge and you may win at seema aunty's matchmaking attempts as you binge watch indian matchmaking on netflix but matrimonial websites which were here before dating apps are an indication that matrimony is a big business in fact although the wedding industry is to a large extent an unorganized sector A KPMG report from 2016 said that this sector is worth rupees 3.68 trillion. And while COVID-19 stymied the lush affair to intimate settings, smaller guest lists and Zoom weddings, it could only subdue it for so long. As per CAIT, just between November and December 2021, 2.5 million weddings are said to have generated a revenue of 3 lakh crore rupees. And Ferns and Petals, that owns and corporates FMP Weddings and Events India, has also estimated that India's wedding industry is likely to see a growth at the rate of a whopping 200% this year based on the rate of bookings it received well as for me i'm excited about wedding laddus for the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with a food for thought hello i'm farheen khan And this week we're going to do the podcast a little differently. We get it, most of you must be busy with festivities. So instead of a deep dive, this week we'll try to keep you updated with two crisp and short segments. Before we move on to our second segment, we'll take a short break. When we were in college, we d- we didn't have options. I did 5 years of engineering. I was not cut out to be an engineer. But why did I do 5 years of engineering? it's because everybody did it was always there um like i said i was always i was always that kid that was like extra involved in everything um even in school like i was involved in student government i would try my leg at even things that i wasn't great at like mun sports teams all of it do you remember that tiny little mobile phone given to you as the very first souvenir for adults like Or do you have that one epic statement that a favorite professor left you with on your graduation day? These are these tiny little things, some of which are the reasons why you founded your first startup, some of which are why you made that career switch. We talk to the many change makers across fields who tell us what it was like for them back in the days, back in college. 
Here is a podcast that takes you back to campus with the disruptors of our country. Tune in to season 1 of the Back to Campus podcast with Rajneel Kamath, co-founder at thesignal.co. Catch the podcast on the signal.co website and any of your preferred podcasting app. You've heard of quiet quitting, but now it's antithesis. Silent sacking is taking workplaces by storm. You see, not all layoffs are noisy. Some are done silently and tactfully behind closed doors. And that is known as silent sacking. This is a new trend prevalent in corporations and is slowly becoming the new normal. Quiet firing or silent sacking became a buzzword recently after LinkedIn News conducted a poll on its own platform to highlight this phenomenon and to the amazement of everyone, more than 80% people participating have faced this or witnessed this in some way or the other. So, what is quiet firing? Team Building, which is a team development company, reports in their blog that silent sacking involves the management creating a workplace unappealing in the hopes that an employee will eventually quit. It is a passive-aggressive approach to performance management or workforce management. Such approaches could involve stalled promotions, denial of raises, or even mundane work. And some other terms for quiet firing include constructive dismissal or managing out. And one of the most recent examples of silent sacking includes Meta. As reported by Quartz, in the recent months, Meta's share price dwindled with Mark Zuckerberg losing over 71 billion USD, which made the company vow to lower their expenses by 10%, in part through staff reduction. And Meta, instead of directly laying off its staff, reportedly started to reorganize the departments and gave the affected employees an option to leave or to apply for other roles within the company in a limited time period of 30 days. But Meta isn't the only one in this game. Google has been an active player as well. Quartz reports that Google has been quietly firing its employees since March, when it laid off almost 100 cloud workers while giving them a window of 60 days to apply for jobs internally. Bonnie Dilber, a recruiter, was quoted from a famous LinkedIn post in Time saying that it works great for companies. Eventually, you'll feel either so incompetent, isolated, or underappreciated that you'll go find a new job. And they never have to deal with a development plan or offer severance. So, is there any way to stop this toxic culture? Well, corporations have been crafty when it comes to making profits and squeezing benefits out of its employees. But in some countries like the UK, labor laws are recognizing constructive dismissal as a ground for legal action. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Shorbori and Aritra, edited by Shorbori and Dinesh Narayan, mixed and mastered by Ajay Rajput. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.